This episode of Nerd Cognito is brought to you by Crudforge. You know Crudforge, the former Incel Riot Studios and game designer extraordinaire, particularly if you are a little right of center. You can pick up their amazing games, and guess what? It's holiday season. Nothing says stocking stuffer like Virtue Signal. If you've got a table that's looking to have a lot of party game fun with a little political humor, Virtue Signal is the game for you. Or if you're looking for a big box experience, you can flummox your way through the Portland Occupied Zone. It's a lot of laughs and some loose gameplay that will really be a hit at your table. Every single time we played POZ, we laughed every turn. And what's better than laughing (laughs) when you need to have a little moment of brevity at the table? All of them can be yours at shop.crudforge.com. That's shop.crudforge.com. Pick them up now. You'll get an amazing price. You'll get all sorts of add-ons, and you will get free shipping. Again, shop.crudforge.com to pick up a spectacular new something for your group. Now, on with the show. Everybody's full of turkey. Welcome to this week's episode of Nerd Cognito. My name is Ryan David, and uh, we are in post-Thanksgiving turkey coma. (laughs) Lots of interesting things that we're going to talk about this week on the show. We're glad that you tuned in at the podcast provider that you're listening to. But you know that I can't sit here and talk at you all by myself. I have to do it with my very good friends and... Time to bring them in. Hey, Bert. Hey, Ryan. How's it going? A happy Thanksgiving, man. How 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 was your holiday? Not too bad. I think we got. I think we handled all those Bigfoot related internet interruptions, so you shouldn't uh, lose me this week. Did you bag one, or did you did you really shock the shit out of the taxidermist when you dragged that <laughs> motherfucker in? <laughs> no, I tended to run him off. I couldn't afford to have one of those stuff. Uh, you know what scared the taxidermist the last time I brought it in? It was our other co-host, Kyle. Hey, Kyle, what's going on? <laughs> yep, yep. They don't call me Bigfoot, though. <laughs> no, he just about shit his pants, and his assistant said, oh, my. Uh, <laughs> how was your holiday, my friend? It was good. It was good. Quiet. I like quiet. Quiet's always good. Uh, mine was quiet. I was by myself for three days. Family got the hell out of Dodge because I got some sort of variant of the flu. <laughs> it, yeah. it was not fun, man. Ooh. It was not yeah. fun. I was I was telling Bert before we went on the air how it went from zero to 60 at no time flat. I got home. I sat down. I ate dinner. I was fine. By yeah. seven or eight o'clock that night, I was shivering in a quivering pile of human goo. It was, yeah. it was, it was terrible, terrible. Uh-huh. Oh, anyway, sound fun. No, nobody wants to hear that. Uh, well, you know what? There are probably people that are like, "What RDS was was in pain? That's great." <laughs> yeah. Hi, I heard he was having a tough time of it. That's wonderful. Buy my shitty artwork. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> let's talk about the things that we're supposed to talk about this week. And one of the things that kicked up on Twitter 
man, I don't know. Someone must have pushed a, a, a hot button this morning on Twitter because all of the rage right now is what should you limit as in role play and actions or what sort of limits should you impose upon your players, if any at all? This is spinning around the the Pathfinder little, you know, I, I guess for lack of a better term, politically correct statement that they threw in the front end of their PHB. Uh, you know, players are forbidden from doing X, Y, and Z. Um, right. Well, hmm. I certainly have an opinion. I, I assume Kyle probably has a pretty strong opinion. And Bert, I think you probably have an opinion on this as well. It'll Absolutely. make for an interesting conversation, to say the least. We've got the news, and I am really looking forward to the news, Bert, because I'm going to ask you a few questions again. You remember what oh, happened Lord. last time I asked you some questions, right? Horse girl. We, Horse girl happened. <laughs> yeah, it should never happen again. It, 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 I promise. It's not happening again. There is no horse girl, uh, but we do have an interesting smattering of news. And then on the backside of the news, we're going to talk about if you have a friend, acquaintance, counterpart that may not be all into the hobby with the holidays coming up. Is there a particular gift that you could give a little nudge to shove them into the pool. What would be a good way to introduce folks that aren't right now gamers to make them gamers and get another seat at your table occupied, which is good for all provided, you know, that they're the right people because gatekeeping is good. Uh, if you, if you don't know, how good gatekeeping is, you should go to Amazon right now and type in gatekeeping is good or type in nerd cognito and you'll be able to see this year's newest offering as we kick off our end of the year fundraising. It is the nerd cognito gatekeeping is good t-shirt. Show everybody that you mean some damn business when you vet your table and support the show at the same time. The great thing is now that we are an Amazon merchandise affiliate and Amazon is actually producing the shirts for us, we can produce them at a rock bottom price. So we're talking basic t-shirt, 20 bucks, premium t-shirt, $22, and you're helping the show stay on the air for another year. So we really, really need your help and support. Go to Amazon, type in Nerd Cognito. You'll see the entire lineup of shirts, which includes gatekeeping is good. Anyway, <laughs> I just I just went off the rails there. Like I said gatekeeping <laughs> is good, and I was like, shirts, shill them right now. Um, uh, I love fun drive time. I hate fun drive time. Um, Kyle, right. did I did I tell you my history with pledge drives? No. Bert, no. you know my history with pledge drives. I do. When I was on the radio, you know, back in 19... 19- <laughs> Um, I'm fucking old. <laughs> Aren't we all? Uh, I was, uh, you know, I had aspirations back then, which was ridiculous, but to be like a classic rock jock, I, I realize now that I do not have the classic rock jock voice. 
That's a right. very specific voice. You, I can fake it, but it sounds like I'm a guy that's, hey, everybody, <laughs> we just listened to Led Zeppelin and on deck right now, we've got some three dog night. Hey, here's a shout out to our friend with the big tits over in the west side. Now, let's go to the weather. You, you know, you can fake it, but it's just not there. Those guys just have something special. Um, right. <clears throat> anyway, needless to say, I didn't land a gig on a classic rock station. I landed a gig on public radio, NPR affiliate. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is still amazing. To, it's still amazing to me. <laughs> but my favorite thing which I loved and hated was the pledge drive because it was the most authentic thing that we did. Right. And and maybe I shouldn't be taking a dump on NPR because back then it was a very different animal than it is today. I mean, right. it, it still had its leanings. No doubt. I was a black sheep in that office, but it wasn't this propaganda machine that we see now. Um, Nonetheless, they still paid the bills the same way, which was through your listener support. And you have to have the NPR voice, too. Hi, uh -huh. everybody. I'm Ryan David, and we want to thank you for tuning in this week. We just listened to music from India. <laughs> no joke. That was a legitimate show. <laughs> but you can't get this quality programming without stepping up and supporting this station. Did you know that without your support, that beautiful tune that we just had our ears bleeding to would never have been provided? Uh, <laughs> pledge Drive was something. I liked it because I was dirt poor and young, and companies came out of the woodwork to feed us and give us swag, right? So six weeks a year, I ate like a king. <laughs> three in the spring and three in the fall because there was always food. I pretty much lived at the station. I was like, "What? You, you want me to take another ship? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll, do, yeah." Who's catering tonight? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you you just did your did your deal. So it's it's easy for me to fall back into old habits. But I promise, the uh, NPR voice it, it only comes out. A little bit, you know, it is the basis for one of my other voices that I sometimes do. It's just, <laughs> it's just a slight shift. If you didn't notice, you can go nah, from yeah. spark control right back into NPR. It's just a little bit of a lisp and a little bit of mispronunciation. It makes all the difference in the world. Um, <laughs> man, Ryan. I'm on fire today. <laughs> I'm feeling better than I was on the speakeasy, Kyle. <laughs> Herd Cognito has been brought to you by a grant from the Chubb Corporation. Chubb, you know that it's right <laughs> if it starts to grow. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's talk about our first segment because uh, I haven't gotten a Ryan, Ryan, Ryan yet, but I'm sure that one will come up. All right. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's on its way, Ryan. <laughs> oh, Bert, you're going to cost us sponsors one day. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, because everybody loves your rants. I know. I know. Um, all right. So short excerpt from the PF2, uh, whatever it is. The following acts should never. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh. I, I blew my load all at once. Here we go. 
The following act should never be performed by player characters. Torture, rape, non-consensual sexual contact or sexual threats, harm to children, including sexual abuse, or owning slaves or profiting from the slave trade. In text, published by our friends at Paizo. Remember, they are no friends of ours. I have a real issue with this, not because of the political overtones, believe it or not. I have an issue that a list exists, period. Right? I don't care what's on the list. I care that the list exists. I care that that list is saying you as a player cannot role play X, Y, and Z. Now, this is not me supporting child abuse. This is not me supporting rape. Those are very real, very evil things that exist in this world and probably in your game world. But it's me saying I don't need an ivory tower to tell me or my players what they can and cannot bring into the game. Because quite frankly, if I have a player that decides that their character is going to rape a party member, I'm pretty certain that the party's going to take care of business for me. Actions have consequences in-game. It's a fictional character doing a fictional act to another fictional character with fictional consequences. There's no parallel. This is just as egregious as saying that orcs are black people. At least to me. You are taking away my individual freedom to play. Look, I'm ready to hop on the libertarian bandwagon here, but it's very true, right? I understand that these are bad things. That's what makes them evil. If I want a big, bad, evil guy to get his point across and put an exclamation point at the end of the sentence, I might pull out something from that vein. That doesn't mean that I endorse it or that I don't recognize that it's a bad thing. It means that I absolutely recognize that it's a bad thing. It's designed to give my players a visceral reaction. To emphasize that this dude is some bad news. Don't tell people what to play. Kyle, I think you're probably aligned with me. Bert, you're probably... I don't even want to say Bert's misaligned with me. I would think that Bert... You're, you're probably partially aligned with caveats, but I, that's just me predicting. I don't know where we're at. Um, how accurate am I, Kyle? Well, uh, you really kind of hit the nail on the head for me when you talked about the fact that this list exists, because the problem when you start making lists is that lists have a tendency to grow, right? You start, <laughs> you start uh, checking things off, you know, okay, well, we can't have this and this and this and this and this. And those are reprehensible things. I do not condone them. I would never, I would never want them in my game, to be quite honest. However, a year from now, somebody comes up and says, oh, well, you know, maybe we shouldn't have this, you know, whatever it would be, some, something else in the game. Right? I, got, I got one for you. Maybe we shouldn't okay. have this horribly violent combat. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a slippery slope. That's kind of what I'm getting at. It's like over time, this this list is going to grow, and eventually there's, you know, well, what can we do, right? I don't know. You know, I 
Does this game, need to be in a source book or does this need to be a conversation at the table or does it not need to it, happen at all because the table should take care of itself? Well, that's the thing. It should, it should, well, it, that's going to depend on the table. It should, it should be up to the table. I don't think that it should necessarily be in a rule book. I think that any decent person, you know, with any sort of, any sort of decency and morality is probably going to either limit that stuff through the gameplay. As you say, the players are going to take care of business themselves or the DM will take care of business himself right. too. Right? If, 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 if something like that happened and, and I'll tell the story, I did something that, that, that pales in comparison to this list, but for the exact same reasons, right. To a party member. Um, and, and it, the, the game took care of it. Um, but right. no, no, you're, you're right. Bert, where, where are you falling on this one? Well, I mean, looking at the information that I have, I mean, the, the list he said there is that players shouldn't, so it doesn't mean that villains can't, but the, uh, 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 the DM is considered a player now in, in, uh, in all modern, you know, there, there's, in fact, we'll, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, in the next uh, couple of months, there's a movement to eliminate that title and just have group storytelling, but that's that's a tale for another day. Now, uh, anyone using that rule set should be forbidden from doing that as it's written, as it's written. And if I'm wrong or if there's a rata, because I'm certainly not a Pathfinder fanboy, someone please send it into nerdcognitopodcast at gmail.com and I will own that mistake, right? But as it's written, that book is for anybody that is playing the game. It's not player characters. It's players. Well. You know, I would hope that I've had I've played in games where things like that have come up. You know, slavery is, a, you know, a popular, you know, slave revolt is a popular trope going way back. You know? it, it is. Keep yeah. on the borderlands, uh, man. Yeah. Dark but, sun. Uh, I would hope that, you know, that it would be more a decision on sort of the tone of the game. If you're playing in a lighthearted game, do you want those things in your world? No, I've played in, you know, silly space operas and things like that. But I've played in darker themed games where things like the slave uprising or, you know, uh, you know, the, you know, massacres have come up. And I think that it added, you know, a gravitas. I think that this has to be sort of a, a, a conversation at the table, you know, not a hard and fast rule, but you have to know what your players can handle and what they can't. No, I, I absolutely agree. I also think that we legitimately harken back two weeks, confirmation bias are coming at this from a very different perspective than 80 plus percent of the gaming world. That's not in our shoes, right? Uh, we got to remember the majority of that gaming world is not our demographic right now. And and we right. know that, right? We we right. recognize that, we understand that. There's also unfortunately a majority of those generational demographics can't handle basic mental challenges, right? There is an epidemic of mental illness diagnoses that, in my opinion, are sometimes incorrect, but I'm not a medical professional, so I'm not going to, to make that call. There's bad parenting. There's bad adulting when these things 
graduate into life. They don't know how to handle those situations. Just like we say, oh, it's funny because it's weird. Oh, it's evil because it's evil. Oh, 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 raping babies. I'm going to go to Target now and stock the fitting rooms. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. Good Lord, Ryan. Nobody does that. Sorry. Sorry. But it's true. Yeah. You're hurting my brain, man. The problem with putting a list like that in the game, to me, another another problem with it is the fact that any reasonable person reads that and says, these things are atrocious, they automatically want to agree with it, right? And so then if you sit there and you say, no, wait a minute, maybe this shouldn't be in the rules. Now, suddenly you're automatically an asshole simply because, you know, they, they see the... the the other people see that as like, oh, well, you're condoning this sort of behavior. What right, kind of person right. are you? And, and, and that's it's like the no, argument no, online. No, no, you don't, you don't understand the difference between, you know, <laughs> God, I don't want to get political, but it's like the free speech issue, right? You know? It is. Where do you draw, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? And or is, should there be a line at all? Well, you don't need a line at all because we alluded to this in the beginning. It's going to take care of itself. Right. I'll tell my story, right? Um, I've, I've told bits and pieces of this story before. I was in a gaming group a long, long time ago um, with uh, Kate and a bunch of my other friends. And Kate couch surfed in my house for about four months. And, uh, well, stuff happened. And then Kate dated the host of uh, the gaming group and neglected to tell him that... Uh, we had a relationship at one point and um, before I made my unceremonious exit from that group, I realized that the writing was on the wall and that they were not separating their gameplay from the world. Once the veil had been lifted, right? Um, they could not see my character as my character and me as me. It, it was two and one. So um, in game, because they were fucking pussies and couldn't talk to me like a human being. But in-game, they um, were, were doing things intentionally to sabotage my character, who was a rogue, thief, right? Uh, I pulled off a pretty amazing set of die rolls to successfully get some sort of masterful heist from the local noble, and they turned me in. Well, I found out that they turned me in. So while the party was resting on first watch i went over and hovered above uh the the one character that that turned me in and i cut off her ear as a little souvenir nothing that was like the things that are on this list right but definitely something you don't want to do if you're looking to have a cohesive functioning party (laughs) guess what happened the barbarian immediately Knocked me to the ground, knocked me out, and then coup de grace my character when I was unconscious. As it should have been. Yeah. Problem solved. And we're not talking about torture or owning slaves or sexual misconduct. We're talking about, I had a petty vendetta, so I took her ear. If something like this happens at our table, let's just put it out there. Party member 
decides to rape another party member, how long is that party member going to be allowed to live? Two seconds. That's 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 about it. And if the party condones it, the dungeon master should step in. Especially right. if that's something that you don't want at your table, not because of the content, but because of the the way it just breaks the group. And yeah, yeah this is metagaming, but who gives a fuck, right? Yeah. DM needs to come in off that character and then have that private conversation about why and if he's going to continue what we're looking at. It, it, yeah. it, it doesn't need to be in the text. It's called being right. a good person. And I'm yeah, not even a good s- person. I'm an average to, <laughs> to, to, to miserable person, and I know that. Well, I mean, there's uh, always a, another reason to never put any taboos in writing because they give Ryan ideas. Remember? <laughs> See safety tools. Oh, I'm going to frame a consent checklist and give it to you for Christmas this year, Bert. <laughs> and the, you know, on the, on the flip side of that, too, is it's not just the PCs we're talking about here, right? If I mean, the, the, the player controls the, their player character, and if a player character does something absolutely atrocious and reprehensible like that, there's a really good chance they're not going to play at that table again. Right. The yeah. person oh, themselves, yeah. right? You know? I mean, oh, I knew if, it was coming. If I was, if I, yeah, if, if, if I was in a group and one of the PCs rape another PC in the party, somebody would be leaving that table, either them or me. Yeah, absolutely. I either, I wouldn't be back or they're not coming back. And that's, and I, you know, because that's, that is, that is a reprehensible thing. I mean, that I do feel strongly about that, I, but it's not for me to decide for, uh, on the behalf of others. Right, unless it's on the check consent checklist that, you know, <laughs> please don't ever put me in a room with another party member and force us to do something to solve the puzzle. Ooh, ooh, idea, idea, flashes going off in my brain now. Thanks, Bert. <laughs> Bert's like, this isn't news, Ryan. You're just a shitty human being. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, I've been waiting. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I'm What's giddy. in the news, Ryan? What's uh, in the in, news? What's in the news? In the news Good this Lord. week, we've got a bunch of stuff. Some board games, uh, some tabletop games, some crossover. Uh, we talked about it, uh, was it last week? Maybe the week before? Crossing over from tabletop to other genres. We're going to open with that one, right? Bert, I've got I've got some questions for you. Okay, Ryan, what do we got? All right, well, do you yearn for more time with the anthropomorphic rapier that lives down the street? No. Does your heart ache every time you see said anthropomorphic character in the coffee shop? Nope. (laughs) Are you eager to once again catch the elevator with the claymore that works two floors above you? No. (laughs) oh boy are you in luck (laughs) let's wrangle all of our friends and role play kissing plus whatever level of comfort you may have as anthropomorphized weapons 
man, I'm a halberd that just won't quit. But if it's more than four hours, I should seek medical professionals. Oh. <laughs> what is it, Ryan? Some kind of game? Boyfriend Dungeon, the tabletop role-playing game. <laughs> Life on the Edge <laughs> has been developed to suit this exact purpose. Uh, the, now, Boyfriend Dungeon originally was slated to be a digital steam sort of like romance pseudo dating game right it sounds like a japanese light novel yeah somewhere in between there well they are converting it into the tabletop format my friend that's right that pole arm takes on a whole new meaning in this game. It's got to be better than horse girl, right? <laughs> Up to four players plus an MC can jump into life on the edge and its system of 2D6. So it's a 2D6 system, right? Okay. Okay. Sure. Already better than horse girl. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll feel very familiar if you've played any um, like, Powered by the apocalypse sort of things, right? Um, the interesting thing is that as this is a video game studio that is the driving force behind it, they are releasing the PDFs on Steam as DLC <laughs> for the video game. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Um, okay, interesting. What's not interesting is that you are an anthropomorphized weapon. Hey, Kyle. Your chakram's looking mighty sexy. <laughs> but they all have very kissable, this is in their term, very attractive and kissable human personas. <sighs> Life on the Edge will have a 50-page core rule book, five-page quick start. I'm terribly confused. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. I don't want... Uh, now, I, I, obviously, I'm not into romance role-playing games. However, this does give me an idea. You know all of those like legendary intelligent weapons that they had in the past? What uh, about a campaign uh, where the weapons are the characters and the PC and the humans are like just sort of the equipment. Like, <laughs> and the humans are like the equipment. You know? I'm okay with that, but that is not what this is. Right. I didn't say that's what this is. I'm not a, I'm not a romance role play game. You know, if you like it, sure, go ahead. But it gave me that idea, you know, what about a campaign where the intelligent weapons are the characters and the humans are the equipment or the I, I don't. player? I mean, I guess that would be more palatable. But the 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 brass tacks of this matter are that this is all about romance. Yeah, and, not, not you know, my gag. That is fine. Fine. There are shit. We all played White Wolf stuff. <laughs> we all played White Wolf to romance hot ass sexy goth girls. Right? <laughs> the difference was we weren't playing anthropomorphized weapons trying to get it on with other weapons. This is just weird. This is just more dehumanization in culture and perversion of culture for for what? Oh, it's, it's cute. It's cute. It's cute. But they're still going to be jerking each other off under the table. 
Oh, they just released the first preview play session of Boyfriend Dungeon Life on the Edge on their Twitch channel. And I can't wait. I would love to get a couple of our streaming friends together to EFAP this one, man. I'm going to put the call out. We should watch an EFAP this gaming session, if we can even tolerate it. I mean, I don't know. There's, you know, I saw a video game about pigeon dating simulator. I mean, this is, it's just being weird for weird's sake, I almost think. Oh, I'm not done. <laughs> when I watched the tension between those two weapons, I became moist for the first time since my transition. I don't understand why. Good Lord. If you just want look, look, I'm all for it. <clears throat> there is a great relationship role-playing slash quasi-board game that's out there. I own it. Are you talking about Fog of Love? Fog of Love, game? yes. It's a two-player game. Yes. I, I remember seeing it before. Yes. We're, we're going to play it next time. It's just you and me, Bert. We're going to role play a meaningful quasi erotic relationship. <laughs> um, I'll pass. All thanks. Right, um, Not really my gig. Fog of love that definitely has some bias and bent in the design. But if that's your jam, you can play that. And it is a much superior version of this. I'm not pretending that I'm a scythe walking around looking for someone to hold my third handle. This is just absurd. It's absurd. And it, it it's... Mm. Anyway, it is yeah. on my Steam wish list so that when it releases, I get a copy <laughs> of it. Um, I believe the DLC is probably going to be free DLC. So they're just going to get the PDFs. Um, we'll see. Yeah, they're, they're, like I said, it's not quite a horse girl, right? There's no drawing on your dick. There's no body horror fetish. Right. But it's equally weird because it's more sexualizing of non-human things. Mm -hmm. That I just don't understand. I mean, Kyle, if you mm -hmm. had to pick a weapon that you're going to fuck, <laughs> what's your weapon of choice? See, you can't, yeah, I don't know. You can't even answer that, even in jest, because it's so abstract. Yeah. Bert, now, you, Brian, you can't it, defend this one. You you can't. Randy Looney's going to come and get you. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, I'm not going to defend it, Ryan. What I'm going to say is I think they've accomplished their purpose. They made something so strange that Ryan just waitlisted it to buy it. Not, I'm not arguing with you. That that is possibly. So, so I mean, it, it it may not even you know some of these things may be tongue in cheek, just so people like you will buy them. Well, I, I'm convinced that that probably three quarters of the buys on things like Horse Girl are those kind of purchases. I am right. Um, it would have to be. I can't. I yeah. can't think. I certainly wouldn't want to play it seriously or otherwise. Why well, I didn't buy it? Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, well, don't worry. I'm not. 
Christmas, it's a coming, birds. Oh, Lord, no. I'm, I'm not wish listing it because you're talking to a guy who I still think Goat Simulator was freaking stupid. I did. <laughs> I did not enjoy Goat Simulator. Uh, these people. What else is in the news? Ryan? These people. All right, uh, bring it. Bring it down. We talked about a board game. I'm going to talk about one of the Grail games that's out there that I am ashamed to say I do not have and I've always wanted, but it's very hard to get a hold of and very expensive. And that is Food Chain Magnet. Bert. Do you know about Food Chain Magnet? I do not. I assume this is your Christmas wish list plug. No, go ahead. No, I I would be embarrassed to ask for it based on the grail status that it has and the price tag that it commands. But there is a new printing. This has been out of print since 2015. And I think it reprinted once. And, uh, you know, it's... It's a great, great and huge, huge, deep financial strategy board game. Interesting. So is it like building franchises? Yeah, you're, effect- like you're effectively be- building fast food restaurants. Okay. Only, only in the 1950s, right? And it's it's great. We'll sit we'll sit down and and take a look at it. But it's never been like it's been the exception, right? The components were always meh. The cards were always meh. The art was always eh. It was such a good core game that it achieved this this amazing status. Well, now is the opportunity for you to possibly get this elusive title in your library if you're willing to pay up. Uh, Lucky Ducks, that's the uh, the studio that, that produced Food Chain Magnet, um, is reprinting the game with deluxe components and updated Ooh. art. Okay. What's the price? Ultra tag, limited print run with a three hundred and twenty-six dollar price tag plus shipping. Ouch! The box is the size of a shoebox. Smaller. Smaller. The way you describe it, I'd be really interested in playing it, but at, the, at that price point is out of my out of my range for board games for sure. The only hope that I have is that this is their way to respark interest and get the word out because legitimately I know what it is and I know that it is at the pinnacle of a lot of people's lists to get. But over the last 10 years, it's fallen off my radar, even the last five years, right? I haven't thought about it. Um, maybe this is their way to release an, a Supreme and say, hey, look, look, there, there's this demand. Imagine if some mass market publisher were to license this like a renegade and produce it for the schlubs that aren't going to pay $326, but they would pay maybe 50 or 75 um it is a great game though um i just i don't know it's it's on game found right now um it looks much better than it did 
but still at its core, it's an ugly game. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it plays very, very well. So you heard it here first. If you want to pledge the the Big Daddy pledge at 326 and send one my way, you surely can. I can't even. And I've spent some stupid money on stupid things before. I, 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 can't, <laughs> I can't justify this one. I just can't. All right. One D&D uh-huh. doesn't have enough classes. <laughs> this is um, a series. Doesn't of, have any class. Doesn't have any class, <laughs> which said. It's which a said? series of articles that has come out from all of the usual suspects in the pop gaming media bemoaning the fact that they can't adequately customize their character in one D&D because there are too many classes. And I say these people are fucking crazy. The reason you can't make the character the way you want is because there are too many classes. Exactly. Exactly. We brought this up on the speakeasy not too long ago. Um, that hmm. when you start, when it, when your intent is to create more options, so you, you you start bloating the game with more classes, more rules, more options, you actually limit the player's choice because you're confining imagination. 100%. Yeah. If you have to fit into a template, you're right. only going to play a template. Right. Oh, 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 I've got a video that I have to show Bert. <laughs> oh no oh yes let me uh flag this okay. if it's a three-way involving a halberd and two daggers i don't want to see it uh, this is this is where i really appreciate the speakeasy because then everybody gets to enjoy this <laughs> we're, we're, if we're gonna go we're gonna go all in <laughs> that's one uh-huh and that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice you could also fuck the cat, Kyle? I'm just, just saying. I saw that. Hey. 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 Hello. Hey. Hi. Hey. Who knew that all you had to do to date these fuckers that have septum piercings and who knows what under the skirt is go, hey, hey, hi. Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm I'm an anthropomorphic microphone. Hi, hi. Do you do you like my modulation? <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Uh, see, I thought I was done with it, but I, ah, uh, I was so excited, I just whacked my head off of my microphone. I gave my <laughs> microphone head. <laughs> Look, it's it's it, it's inspired me. It's inspired. You know what else you did was gave them your money. Uh anyway. <sighs> hi. Hi. No. no. <laughs> Continue. More news. Please. <laughs> 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 there we go. Uh anyway. Oh. See, we we were talking about classes. I don't I don't know. I'm lost. I'm just going to the next one. Um a sort of falling under the radar after the Wizards of the Coast big faux pas this week. Oh, Bert. Wizards of the Coast did it again. <laughs> okay. Uh, they went back into uh, D&D Beyond and 
improved yeah. language, removing words like savage and tribal. And uh, what were some of the other ones that they removed? Uh, they they were very specific. Um, they didn't like savage. They didn't right. like uh, mental illness. Right. Like like they removed references to like the mad wizard and that sort of stuff. Uh, colonialism and imperialism were also on on the targets. Anyway, they went back and did a major edit. We're not talking like a couple of lines. We're talking pages upon pages upon pages of edits that have come out. So everyone was talking about that. We're not going to do that. I think all of our friends that are in our space have done an adequate job, uh, more than adequate job. If you haven't checked it out, shout out to Double D, our good friend on YouTube. Uh, Diversity and Dragons did almost an entire show dedicated right. to to going through and pointing out the changes and discussing the changes uh double d does a great job if you're not subscribed to him on youtube go to youtube look up diversity and dragons give him a sub um yeah what was able to fly under the radar is watsy and hasbro have announced a trio of winners Oh, this 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 is just beautiful. A trio of winners for the 2023 Women Innovators of Play Challenge. They're not a winner. We got to have three. <laughs> and of course, we're gonna be sexist about it and disqualify you if you have a penis, or I guess now if you just identify as having a penis, right? Um, it's the usual suspects. And they picked the, the, the winners that definitely fit their dialogue. Elizabeth Hargrave is at the top of the list, the designer of the very good game Wingspan that has some very disgusting political beliefs that have made me absolutely turn anything that was love for what is an exceptional game against. Um, <coughs> I, 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 can't, I can't even fathom playing the game after some of the things that have come out of her mouth. Um, she was in, in, in the lineup to, right alongside with Cynthia Williams and Aisha Tyler. Hey, remember when she was funny? I do. I do. Don't. <laughs> I, I do. She, she would denounce her former stand-up, Kyle. If you were mm -hmm. to show her Aisha Tyler stand-up from the 90s, she, she would, she, oh, that is just so hateful. Yeah, Aisha, you wanted to be an improv girl. You couldn't hack it. You did well. You got talk soup. And then after your star fell, you decided to become an activist. Anyway, um, can't we just have, hey, this is the best game, or these are the best designers, period. Do we have to put these qualifiers on? I like everyone said, yeah. "Oh, you're racist, you're misogynist, you're sexist, you're ableist, you're any sort of ist." Because I don't want those definitions in place, that makes me that. No, I mean, if if you're gonna have categories like that, then so that you can award more prizes or have more, you know what I mean? Like, I don't it's want okay more prizes. Have... I want the best. Period. Hey, you're the winner. Everybody else, better luck next year. If I yeah. am going to have brain surgery, 
I can't say, give me the best Latino transgendered doctor. I'm going to say, give me the best doctor, period. Right. Period. End of statement. Oh, yeah. oh this guy is an amazing brain surgeon, but, uh, you know, uh, he pretends to make out with this claymore that's on his wall. I don't care. He's a good brain surgeon. He's a good brain surgeon. Well, he said some some atrocious things about Hamas. Allah Akbar, man. <laughs> <laughs> Worry about it after you do my brain. Ryan, good Lord. Okay. That's enough of that, I think. Three uh, winners. Three uh, winners, huh? Well, there are three winners, too. Uh, it, it's three. It's just... It's shit stacking on shit, stacking on shit, stacking yeah. on shit. And I can't take it anymore. That's the news. Ugh. Ah! Yeah! Hey, I'm your spike chain. You want to try with a reach weapon? <laughs> Don't trip and accidentally fall into my links. Uh, yeah, uh, it's getting to be the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> Sounds like it from the way you just said that. <laughs> well, what a transition, huh? Usually I have pretty decent ones. That one, there's no transition. <laughs> I went from fucking the weapon right into Mary Mary. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. We all have those friends. That we think we can get to the table, but we don't know how. And Bert had this this talk. We were talking before we went on the air. Bert was saying, you know, what, what do you get these people? And could you get them a gift that might give them that little elbow in the ribs to, to get there? And I said, yeah, I, I guess you could. But I don't know what it would be. Am I going to hit someone that I want to get to the table with, like, the AD and D DMG? No, I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm no, gonna do that. That, that doesn't seem like no. a wise idea. But what could you do to to you know not only be a good gift giving friend in this Hanukkah season that's coming up, but what would be great things that could inspire them to eventually have a seat with you and your group? Now, Bert, where where did this idea come from? Well, I mean, you know, you have, I have a lot of gaming groups, you know, I'm in half a dozen gaming groups right now and I play quite a bit of games, but I've also got a lot of people who have said, oh, well, you know, what did you do this weekend? Oh, I, I went and played games. Oh, like board games. Oh, sometimes it's yes. Sometimes it's role-playing games. Kind of like Monopoly. Don't you love when they pull that one out? You know, but they ask questions and you could tell that they're interested and you're like, oh, you should come along. Well, they're like, I don't know anybody. But you could tell that, you know, they're interested. They'd want to do it. They want to know more. But it, they just, you know, there's been nobody to sort of give them that invitation. So I was like, oh, well, I mean, Christmas time is here or the holiday season is coming. There's going to be gifts and things like that. I'm like, I'm wondering, you know, if there you could give them a gift to sort of whet their appetite a little or something to, you know, uh, cultivate that interest a little more. Yeah. I, I, this is, this, this should be so patently easy, 
but it's really a deep question, Kyle. I, I'm I'm actually at a loss for where I would go because, like I said, I'm not going to throw somebody a DMG and just right. push them the other way. Um, not that I think the DMG is a complex book, but they have to already have the flames ignited for them to dig right. into that, right? What are we using yeah. for the fire starter here? What's our kindling? Well, I mean, you know what comes to mind, and I don't even know if anybody makes anything like this anymore. I'm so out of touch with some with, with parts of reality these days. But remember the old Endless Quest books and those choose-your-own-adventure kind oh, of books? Oh, I love them. Love them. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a great... I think that would be a great thing. Um, obviously, you know, you can't go back and buy original copies. That's going to be pretty cost-prohibitive unless you're pretty wealthy, but... Uh, something like that. Um, if if the person likes art a lot, maybe get them a uh, copy of that uh, Art and Arcana book oh, about yeah. the Dungeons and Dragons art. That mm-hmm. might spark an interest in the game, or be like, hey, maybe I do want to come over to Bert's place and sit down and give this a shot. You know, something like that. Um, I think you kind of got to tailor it to the person, and I think it. I, I think the easiest way would be to kind of. You know, if you've got a reader, use an endless quest book or choose your own adventure kind of thing. If they're into art, use the art. If they're into music, buy them a cool ass soundtrack of you know of something. I don't, like I don't know. Lord of the Rings spit, soundtrack, or yeah, 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 I'm just, I'm just spitballing. I'm just spitballing right now. But something, something along those lines. Try to tie it into a pre-existing interest that they're already uh, entrenched in. I, I like those ideas. I like the idea of of leveraging board games first. Because I think, good I think board games can be a good point of entry because that's something that everybody at some point, everybody at some point has played a board game, right? So there's not the the immediate disconnect that you can sometimes get with folks with, with TTRPGs, right? right. So if right. you can find a quickie but effective gateway board game, I call them gateway games, right? (laughs) Um, I think that that is a really good way to get them in and then you get them to your table and then after a couple of board games, hey, you know what the next step is? Now that you've had this joint, (laughs) let's go blow some coke off of that hooker's ass. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so when it comes to board games, do you give them like, you know, when you've got these friends, do you give them something like uh, like a, a multiplayer adventure game or they have a lot of these new like solo play games? No, that are- no, no, I don't want them to masturbate. I want them to join my table. Uh, you know how I feel about solos, right? Yeah. To also facilitate the group experience. If it's not a very quick, like, party-ish game, I'm going to get a co-op of some sort. Uh, And there are some very good, light co-ops that have themes that are relatable or easy to understand, like Jaws. Everybody knows the story of Jaws, even if they've never seen the movie. They know this big fucking shark, right? Right? Yeah. What do you think you do in Jaws? You beat the big fucking shark and you beat him as a group. And then that was something like that. And I think it's at the right price point too, right? You're not spending 150 bucks on a board game for someone that's right. not going to appreciate the $150 board game. You're going to spend 20 to $50 on a board game 
that is custom designed to ensnare them. It sounds so 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 devious, but you know we want to rope them in and pull them into our table. And then once they once you have them at the table, then they're a captive audience. Then you can gaslight them into coming every week. I mean, I mean, no. <laughs> then, then you can convince them that this is something that you would be honored if they were to show up at your table every week. <laughs> Sound better? <laughs> there's there's no gaslighting and going on at all. Uh, I'll tell you, if there is ever someone who's gaslighting me into thinking that I love them, it's got to be our checkmark hero. Guys. Who's checkmark hero for all of eternity? Sin. Cinnamander. Guess what just came in this week? <laughs> another uh, another uh, Sin ponied up and claimed January. So um, <laughs> we're, we're just, <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty much uh, on board with the fact that, that Sin, we are eternally grateful uh, it means the world, and now that the higher tier is available on Twitter, there's still room for everybody else for as low as $2 a month. You can be a checkmark hero. What does that do? Well, it gets you a mention on the show, and we'll shout out your Twitter username, just like we do with Sin, at Cinnamander, C-Y-N-N-A-M-A-N-D-E-R. And on top of that you can do it for as little as two bucks you can go all the way up to 16 if you want and and and, and be the big dog and run with the cinnamander but every penny that you contribute to that checkmark hero fund doesn't go anywhere but to the checkmark hero it means a lot to the ladies that run the nerd cognito twitter account and it helps us be much more effective in getting our word out to everybody so it is a very inexpensive and effective way to support the show and we encourage you to do so go to nerdcognito.com click on be a checkmark hero at the top of the page and uh toss us Two to sixteen dollars, your choice. Uh, once you do that, I'll sing for you, just like I sing for sin every week. Check uh, while at you're at some point, that segment is just going to be renamed Cinnamander's Checkmark Heroes. <clears throat> I, I, I right. you know, you know what? <laughs> I, I almost, I almost don't want to make a joke about it because there's fear that sin will actually take me up on. I said, you know, I will, I will put like a full one verse, one chorus song to Cinnamander uh, for, for the year, but I need to come up with a price tag for that <laughs> because I'm worried that even though I'm joking right now, I'll wake up tomorrow morning and be like, Hey, you got a payment. <laughs> <laughs> and i'll be like oh shit um now uh, other things since we're telling people to do things uh don't forget go to amazon search nerd cognito on amazon and you'll see the full complement of t-shirts they make great holiday gifts and they will help us pay the bills for our hosting for next year and for the incidental software costs and all of that good stuff. We also need you to go to YouTube and the podcast provider of your choice and smash subscribe on both of those places. If you are subscribed, you will get notifications when the speakeasy comes out, provided that you ring the bell and you will get the big show, this show delivered to the device of your choice 
each and every week when it drops. So little things that we certainly appreciate, but we ask you to do. Yeah, I uh, I don't know about these gifts things. And the books are great. I didn't think of the books. I wish someone, and someone probably is, and I'm just not aware of it, but I wish that there was more, I guess, awareness about any new choose-your-own-adventure type stuff because I would right. also be all in on that. So we got books. Are, are we going to do any source books at all? What about um, some of those starter sets they released? They have them for like Fallout and D&D. It's not a book, but it gives them dice and character sheets and like, uh, you know, um, like a mini starter guide. And I say like no, that. and I'll, I'll tell you why. But I, Kyle, are you, are you a yes or no on a starter set? At this point, I, I kind of think I kind of think no because I think we're that's yeah I don't I'm reluctant to say yes. Let's put it that once way. we have them convinced that they're coming to the table, their first night at the table, that would be a wonderful something small to be just sitting there waiting for them at their seat, right? But I sure, yeah, I think it's presumptive to give them a starter set when they haven't committed to coming to the table yet. Um, I've got yeah. a bunch of the fifth edition ones. I mean, we still got to do the the I'll burn those for a dollar uh, stream sometime. I gotta I gotta get them out and and see what people are willing to pay to fundraise for me to burn fifth edition supplements on stream. Uh, <laughs> oh, Ryan, I, I, I Bert, I have like seven of these. Uh, fifth edition starter sets yeah i know mikey talked you into it i know i know i'm such a moron such a moron um yeah i i think i would shy away from forcing that hand i like the idea of easing them in gently with a false sense of secure i mean with the choose your own adventure and <laughs> and with the board game uh, i think that that's going to be much more effective Oh, boys, I'm looking at the clock, and uh, we're getting to be about time here. So yeah. uh, we already told people to do the things. Um, I, I don't know that there's there's much else. We're winding into that weird holiday season. So I want to I wanna preface a couple of things. If a show happens to drop later than a Tuesday, I don't know that this will happen, but I always put the warning out there every December. Schedules sometimes get wonky. We will absolutely let you know at the Nerd Cognito Twitter account, at Nerd Cognito. Um, right. I always do my best to work with the ladies to make sure that the shows drop on Tuesday. Even when I am, like, completely out of commission or out of the state. We've not missed one. But it's possible that... If one's going to happen to be missed, it could be this month, or they might get delayed by a couple of hours. Uh, we just bear your forgiveness and uh, check Twitter first, and don't be afraid to ask or message either. Send the ladies a message. Uh, there was one week where the feed didn't propagate to Spotify for whatever reason it may be, and we didn't know about it until someone said, hey, you're everywhere else. Why is the new show not yet up on Spotify? Uh, we, we rely on you guys, Nerd Cognito Nation. It means a lot. Uh, and you're our eyes and ears out there. Uh, not only do we laugh when you send us the funny things or do we roll our eyes when you send us stuff that's from, you know, gated, gilded communities, 
we also appreciate just general heads up and that's probably the best way to do that um yeah. so shout out to uh shout out to autistically accurate on twitter oh for good that dude information. yeah good that dude was, him. Yep. was okay. that him awesome that was him well uh just just keep us in the know right there's a lot of people that want us in the dark, Kyle. <laughs> All right. My name is Ryan David. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in on that podcast provider that that gets this show. Uh, it, it does mean a lot. And we are humbled that you listen to us each and every week. I was joined by Bert and Kyle. And we will talk at you next week. Be safe out there, everybody. No! Three girls and one trophy cup.